Greetings and welcome to Be Your Own Healer. I'm Jeanette Murray, and I'm so happy you're here to share this time with me over the topic, Surrender, Choose, and Change. One that's made a difference in my life, and I hope will do the same for you. I once read these words of a wise man, Swami Yogananda, who said, Struggle ceases in surrender. When I first read this, I have to say I was a bit taken aback. Surrender? Really? I always thought of surrender in a negative way. When I used to hear the word surrender, the first image that would pop into my mind was that of people throwing up their arms in defeat or putting their hands up in the air and turning themselves in. It didn't appeal to me at all. The idea of surrendering had no positive connotations in my mind. Then I learned about surrendering to God or a higher power, and that still didn't sit well with me. I thought about all the reasons why we should not surrender and all the things we should never surrender to, things like abuse, mistreatment, unfairness, cruelty to self or others, or cruelty to animals or the earth. So let me begin by saying, this is not the meaning of surrender you're going to hear about today. Let's first define what we mean by surrender. The type of surrender I'm talking about is an exercise in rational thinking, an exercise wherein you understand that fighting against or resisting forces that are working against you can be futile. Suppose you're learning archery and you keep missing the target no matter how much you try, or you're trying to learn the piano and can't get your two hands working together to produce the music you so want to hear. This is not a case where you want to surrender because to do so means you've been defeated by your own lack of practice. Of course, If archery or piano are not your thing and you've given it your best shot, then you may decide to call it quits and find another hobby that's more to your liking. The type of surrender I'm talking about is surrender to behaviors, actions, and thoughts that are not working, that don't lead you in a positive or productive direction, or may even be harmful to you. This type of surrender means to accept reality as it presents itself, acknowledge that it's futile to keep struggling, and refuse to keep resisting and fighting against it. Instead, you want to regroup, think, choose a different course of action, and then pursue it. In other words, change your strategy. And suppose the new strategy doesn't work after putting it to the test? Then surrender again, regroup, and develop a new strategy. Here's a simple example of what I mean. I'm a do-it-yourselfer, and sometimes I get just so far with a project, and then the law of quit while you're ahead kicks in. I was trying to repair my lawnmower one day. I had all the tools, or so I thought. I had viewed the YouTube videos, and I knew what had to be done. There was one large bolt that no matter how hard I worked on it, it would not 
budge. I sprayed it with WD-40, practically stood on the wrench. I fussed and fumed and let fly a few expletives, but none of that helped. Finally, I surrendered. I called my neighbor. He came over, and in a few minutes, he freed the bolt. Initially, I felt frustrated and defeated. Then I looked back and realized I had done the rational thing. I had asked for help. I didn't sit back and wait for a solution to come or walk away mad. Asking for help was not a defeat or a show of weakness. And I was so grateful for the help and so happy when I got the darn thing working again and was able to mow my lawn. The act of surrendering is often the best course of action to take. I think of scientists and inventors, people like Tesla and Edison and Eli Whitney, Jonas Salk and Marie Curie, to name just a few, who probably surrendered many, many times over in the course of their work. Once they realized that the way they were going wasn't working, they changed course. I'm sure they didn't say to themselves, this isn't working, I'm done, or I give up. I think of Helen Keller, who overcame deafness and blindness and went on to become a renowned teacher who even addressed crowds of people. This amazing woman was a master of surrender in that she accepted who she was and the challenges that confronted her, and she did not give up. You may be thinking then that surrender is simply acceptance, but that's not the whole picture. Surrender means to accept, yes, but it doesn't mean to throw in the towel and give up or believe you're defeated. You may experience defeat or failure again and again, but you don't give up. You either get better or you try something new. A good example of this is Michael Jordan, possibly the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael once said, I've failed over and over and over again in my life and that is why I succeed. Now he didn't say, I failed a lot of times until I finally got it down and then I succeeded. No, he said, I failed over and over and over again, and that is why I succeed. Michael surrendered to circumstances that could have held him back, accepted that life wasn't always easy or fair, but he kept going, kept trying, he allowed himself to fail again and again, and in so doing, he achieved greatness. There are men and women and children living right now at this moment, doing their best to survive, having to surrender to life conditions, such as a new country, immigration laws, forces out of their control, no money, no food, no housing, and no prospects. Yet they don't stop trying they find a way. Surrendering? Yes. Giving up? No. Let's say you're faced with poor health and finally receive the diagnosis you've been dreading. Your first reactions may be shock, anger, denial, bargaining with God or the doctors because you're just not ready to accept what is happening to you. And then something changes. You accept what is. You surrender to the diagnosis. You decide you're going to live and you're going to fight the fight and do all the things you can to get through the battle that lies ahead. 
You choose life, not illness, and not death. In other words, you accept the reality imposed upon you. You choose a course of action, a course of healing, and you change your attitude and your life. I originally intended to name this podcast The Power of Surrender, because in surrendering, you do empower yourself to rely on your own resources or to get help from others and to forge ahead through difficult and sometimes impossible situations. A friend of mine told me a story about her early teaching career. It was a struggle from the start. The school was underfunded. She had no teaching assistant. She had 30 kids in her class, many with learning disabilities and behavioral issues. And she was expected to meet goals and carry out lesson plans and accomplish the learning objectives. The problem was she couldn't even get the kids to settle down long enough to listen, let alone learn. She didn't throw up her hands and walk out, though the idea of doing so was very tempting. She surrendered to the situation, demanded a classroom assistant, and came up with a whole new strategy to get the kids to pay attention and stay on track. Did it take work? Yes, creativity, absolutely. And the result was she was happier, the kids were happier, and best of all, she was meeting her learning objectives. She became a model for other teachers and pretty much revolutionized the way the school handled teaching. I think about the way we as a nation handled the COVID-19 pandemic. It was new and uncharted territory, but early on we surrendered to the idea that this was indeed a deadly virus. We trustingly threw up our hands and allowed others to take over and decide for us what we should do and how we should handle the virus. Many people were left untreated or treated too late and died as a result. As I look back today, after having read a few books written by doctors about this topic, I learned that there were alternative and better ways of treating infected people if the virus was caught and treated in its early stages. Many would still be alive today had we not given in and and were made to believe there was only one approach to treating it. Instead, we ignored and even condemned the other methods of healing that had already been proven effective. Surrender is not to our advantage when we give in, give up, stop thinking for ourselves, and don't look for alternate and better solutions. Just imagine you're looking for a house on a street and you drive up and down the street several times, hoping maybe to find it on the next time around. Finally, you stop and ask directions and are told, it's the next street over. What if you had just given up stopped looking, and went home. That certainly is one solution, but you surrendered, asked for directions, and ultimately you arrived at your destination. Surrendering is not an end in itself, but a means to an end. I would go so far as to say it is a power, even a superpower. A friend of mine, we'll call her Pat, was an amazing artist, a woodworker. 
About three to four times a year, she would go to crafts fairs to sell her art. And most of these fairs were outdoors, which necessitated setting up a tent, bringing shelves and tables and chairs and packing materials and myriad other items to allow her to sell her work for one or two days at a time. The problem was, Pat was getting older, her health was declining, the work of setting up and taking down, packing and hauling all her stuff, not to mention sitting in the grueling hot weather or weathering storms that sometimes took her booth down, was really becoming too much for her and her friends who were helping her and help, trying to help support her business. They were finding it increasingly more difficult to manage the craft fair workload. But no one wanted to tell Pat, it's time to quit. There were suggestions made to sell in stores, and Pat tried that, but the sales were intermittent, some of the stores closed, and so she continued to do the crafts fairs. Finally, for health reasons, she had no choice but to surrender and find an alternate solution to sell her craft. And she did. She opened up an eBay store, and her work began selling immediately. <clears throat> the upside was that she and her friends were happier, sales were better than when she was doing the crafts fairs, and it was a win-win situation for everyone. And all this because she surrendered. She chose another approach. She changed her way of doing business. Sometimes we have to surrender to things that are completely out of our control. Things like death, loss of home, a critical diagnosis, old age, the loss of physical or mental functioning, or serious illness. Sometimes the very act of surrendering is not a choice we make, but is imposed on us. But even in such cases, it's possible and very beneficial to choose the way we will carry on in the face of difficult life events. A woman came to see me after her husband had died. She had cared for him at home until he took his last breath. When it was all over and she realized that her new identity was that of a widow, her perception of that was entirely negative. So negative, in fact, that she decided there was nothing left to live for. So she stopped taking care of her health and was preparing to let herself waste away. She negated and discounted all the options open to her. She was now free to travel, pursue hobbies and interests she'd been putting off. She could even meet a new life partner to join her on her journey. The interesting thing was, deep down inside, this was exactly what she wanted to do. She wanted to live. She loved to travel. She wanted to enjoy life and find real love, as her marriage had been a loveless one. But she did not want to surrender to the idea of being a widow. I suggested to her that since she was so sure life wasn't worth living and she couldn't change it for the better, why not just surrender to it? Accept that there's no point in trying, no reason to even hope that things could be different, and just give up. 
As I said these words, she sat up straight in her chair with fire in her eyes and said, I am not a quitter. So I gently asked her, please tell me, what kind of person are you? She told me she was a prisoner. She'd always been controlled, had never been allowed to think for herself, and she'd never allowed herself the freedom to be who she really was. She'd done, every, she'd done what everyone else expected of her and told her to do, and she'd never had her own say and never had things go her own way. Hmm, is it possible, I asked, to let go of that person and let her die so you can go on living? She sat back and thought for a moment, and then a smile came to her lips. She said emphatically, yes, I do think it's possible. I'm going to murder her right now. (laughs) Call it surrender? I think so. She surrendered to the struggles she had had all her life, being somebody she didn't want to be. She surrendered to the fact that she was a widow, which didn't necessarily have to be an identity or even an end in itself, but merely a word. She decided she didn't have to give up on life just because no one else was around to tell her how to live it. When we surrender to circumstances and life events, we're not giving up or giving in. Rather, we're accepting what is and believing that things can be different. I often hear people say, but this is who I am, or I've always been like this. And I call that the excuse of I am. When we label ourselves, we condemn ourselves to live up to that label. When we limit ourselves with statements like, I'm a perfectionist, I'm holding out for Mr. Right, I can't work for anyone else, I'm too sensitive, too shy, I'm inhibited, scared, critical, I'm different, I'm skeptical, I'm dependent, I'm independent, I'm cautious, and I could go on and on forever with this. When we do these things or say these things about ourselves, we limit our options. Just think for a moment. What if we accepted what we are like right now at this moment and decided it wasn't exactly what we wanted to be like and we chose to be something different and then worked at changing ourselves? What happens to the struggle? It's over. Struggle ceases in surrender. Life is no longer a battle. I think of the hiker who's on a trail that becomes impassable because of a fallen tree. So what does she do? Give up, turn around and go back? Or forge a new trail and go around the tree, even if it means a longer and more difficult route? The hiker could say, well, this is a sign that I shouldn't go on. You know we tend to do that from time to time. Or she could take a hatchet and hack her way through the tree, which might take hours. But instead, she chooses to surrender and takes an alternate route around the tree and gets right back on the trail. 
Surrendering doesn't mean the alternate path or solution is an easier one, but the hiker or the person faced with an obstacle is no longer putting their energy into defeat and turning back or trying to remove the obstacle. They're changing direction, finding a new way, a new solution. Truthfully, I don't know a single person who has had a cushy, easy life. One may think their life is easy only to find out that they overcame obstacles and surmounted difficulties that to some are unimaginable. Two friends of mine, Betty and Hank, a husband and wife from South Africa, led a rather idyllic life in their home country. They had wealth and servants and lived in high society. Then they came to America and found themselves alone, without jobs, and without money. They were pretty much down to the last penny and out of food. Hank had a job waiting for him, but it wouldn't start for another week. Fortunately, Betty was a spiritual woman with a firm belief that God would provide. She decided to surrender to the situation, sit down, and meditate on a solution. About an hour into her meditation, there was a knock at the door. A neighbor was standing outside holding an enormous tray full of food. They were leftovers from a party she had had, and she didn't have any room for it or any need for the food. She asked if Betty could use it. Not only was Betty's prayer answered, but there was such an abundance of wonderful food, and she even had enough to share with other people in the neighborhood. The food lasted until her husband, her husband's job started the next week, and he asked for an advance in pay on the first day and got it. They prospered from that time on. Sometimes the best way to deal with a problem situation is just to sit quietly and concentrate your thoughts and think about what it is you want until your mind becomes dissolved in that idea. In doing so, you awaken your willpower. You direct your energies toward realizing your goal. Sitting and worrying and hoping for a solution to drop into your lap just isn't going to work. Focusing on a solution even if it means surrendering and accepting circumstances as they are, helps you focus your will on the positive and gives you the energy to come up with solutions or new perspectives on what is happening. And it can give you hope. Everything you require for success is within you. Think about that. And everything within you can push you in the right direction once you surrender. Many of us who are not of a spiritual bent do not realize that this is what we do when we pray. At least in my understanding, prayer is not so much begging for something, but directing our thought and willpower to a solution. Divine intervention is real and is waiting for us to open the door of our mind to let it work its wonders. When you use your will, you open the way 
by which your prayers can be answered. At least, this has been my experience. And for me, it works. If you passively give up and leave everything to fate, failing to use your willpower, you won't get the results you want. You have to sometimes be like a demanding child, asking for what you want, insisting that you get it. If you feel crushed and defeated, or believe that you cannot succeed, or are not worthy to get what you want, that's exactly what you will get, not what you want. Here's a challenge for you. Every day, plan to do something that's difficult for you, or go about trying to do it. Though you may fail once, twice, five times or more, as soon as you succeed at it, stop and apply your willpower to do something else. In doing so, you'll be able to accomplish increasingly greater things. Why? Because will is your superpower. Surrendering and using your will and thought power to change will enable you to reach goals or change the way you look at situations more than anything else. It works. I don't really like the saying, but it makes a point. If you want to win the lottery, you have to buy a ticket. So many people tell me they want to manifest prosperity, and yet it continues to elude them. They've read all the books, watched all the videos, attended the seminars, but they continue to, be able to not be able to manifest what they want. And they feel let down, frustrated, and even angry about this. They feel like they've failed. Well, they have failed, actually. They've failed to surrender. They've failed to accept their situation. To sit back and in quiet thought and contemplation, ask for the guidance they need to bring about the prosperity they want. Call it prayer. Call it willpower. Call it focused attention. But ultimately, it's all the same thing. You can do this. You can even make it a habit. You can manifest the things you desire. Now, I'm not saying that you can wish for anything you want and get it. Because some things may not be in your best interests or in your karmic plan for your life. And some may not be for your highest good. The point is, if you can surrender to your situation and open yourself up to new thoughts and ideas and new possibilities, you will set your energy free. And this will allow you to move in a positive direction. You may be thinking at this point, but that's only thought. You can't just think and make things up. That's fantasy. That's not reality. Well, what is thought? Look around you. Everything you see is the result of an idea. You cannot visualize anything without thought. Thought gives things their reality. Therefore, if you can control your thought processes, processes, you can make things happen. This is the amazing power of concentration. 
Here's something I challenge you to do right now. Close your eyes. Concentrate on anything at all. But above all, do not think of a pink elephant. So what just happened? You thought of a pink elephant. Maybe even a herd of pink elephants. No matter how hard you tried, you continued to think about pink elephants. You couldn't get pink elephants out of your mind. <laughs> Learning to control your thoughts and interiorize your mind and deepen your concentration through practices such as mindfulness and meditation will help you to bring into your life the things you truly desire. And this means removing all thoughts of obstacles such as the can'ts or the shoulds and shouldn'ts or the I'm not worthies. As human beings, we make our greatest evolutionary progress simply by the power of thought. So why not plan your life in such a way that you do not live haphazardly or idly let your time slip away? But employ it some of the time in constructive reading, some of the time in visualizing and focusing on what you want, and by not focusing on what you don't want. If you don't like what's happening in your life, if hardships and difficulties are in your way, or things aren't going the way you'd like them to go, there's only one thing you need to do. Surrender. Then get quiet. Go inside your mind and think the thoughts you'd most like to have about this situation. Let those thoughts gain power. Feed them and nurture them. And then, most importantly, act on them. In conclusion, surrender means accepting, yes, redirecting, thinking, choosing, and changing by using the willpower, the power of your mind, to take you in new directions. Don't spend a moment wasting your time in worry or fear or limiting negative beliefs that only hold you back. So I'll surrender and end here so you can get busy, get creative, make the most of what you have, and expect more of what you want. I thank you so much for listening and for spending this time with me. I hope that now, with the most positive attitude of surrender ever, you'll be able to find, create, and have whatever you desire. Please take care, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.